Again, I want to remind you how the two sides complement each other for you to have the total Christian experience on this side of eternity. Sad it would be for you to get to heaven and find that it was only half of the kingdom you ever knew anything about. I said to you, the power of God is when God does for you only what God can do. And you know that God will not do for you what you can do for yourself. And so, there's a wisdom of God when God needs to be sought to do some things for us. But there's a power of God. And then there's a wisdom of God when God empowers you to do for yourself what you can do for yourself. So that you live and you reign in life as a God. And the church has been talking about only what God can do. What about what we were designed to do on earth? Because as he is in the heavens, so we ought to be on earth to glorify God. It's all about the wisdom of God. And wisdom of God is not just a concept. He is a person. And he is the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord be revealed to us in a very powerful way this evening. In Jesus name. Where is your amen? Uh, you know, I, I, I tell you, church people don't have any trouble with spirituality. But we have a lot of trouble with sensitivity and sensibility. And I, I had a little discussion with my staff today and they said at the house fellowship, the home fellowship they were talking about, people said, how, how, do you be, how can you be sensitive to God? Because we're not quite sure how to hear God. What happened? We started learning. We started our Christianity learning how to hear God. I don't know what people learn these days. If you still don't know how to hear God 10 years after you're saved, we are in trouble. But I want to set aside one night vigil because it is not a, it is not a hundred meters dash. It is a marathon to learn how to hear from God. I will announce one day we're going to have a night vigil where we're going to take it step by step so that you stop hearing only the voices in this world and hear from the Lord. He gives direction. He gives wisdom. And how many people are glad that we will learn again how to hear from God. Can I tell you something? The devil is a liar. You see, the reason why people think it's difficult to hear God is you think God is trying for you not to hear him or God is never speaking. No, 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 no. God is the one wanting you to hear him more than you ever want to hear him because you are not your own idea. You are his idea. So it's not going to be so difficult to hear God because God has been speaking, God is speaking, and God will always speak. May the Lord cause our ears to become unplugged to hear the voice of our Creator. How do you navigate in a place like Nigeria successfully where everything can go wrong and you can't hear from God? Listen, no matter how smart you are, no matter how many consultants you have, stuff happens. Only God, who knows the end from the beginning, can give you the instruction in righteousness whereby you reign in life. Look forward to seeing you when we have that session on sensitivity. But today, I want to ask you to join me to look at wisdom as it manifests in the area of sensibility. I take my text. Um, how many of you saw, bring me the, the slide for today, the winning, the road to wisdom. The road to wisdom. Let, let me talk a little about that. You wisdom is really some kind of destination but wisdom begins to manifest the moment you take the first step when you get into the fullness of wisdom you become like a god that's how god designed it let me tell you who god is god is not trying to be so big and you are so small you see if that were the case 90 percent of life will be in the 
power of God and only 10% will be in the wisdom of God because the wisdom, the power of God is what God can do and what only God can do for you, what you cannot do for yourself. Now, if God is so egocentric and so full of himself like a lot of us, God will keep everything on the side and leave very little for us so that we're going to be shaking, we're going to be, no, 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 no. God is not the kind of father that wants the children to be so small and they'll be so big and they're thinking, what kind of rats is this? No, no, God. What God did is he put 80% in the wisdom of God and only 20% in the power of God so that 80% of life, you can operate it by yourself. You see, that's the problem. That's the problem. You think God is in charge of 80%? No. You are in charge of 80% and he gave it to you. So we need to give him glory for that. And listen, as long as you keep asking God for the 80% that is within your power, listen, you make God look not so good. Hello. Our lives cannot make it difficult for people to like God because it ain't really working. And that's because they think everything is with God. I think only 20% God left with himself. By the wisdom of God, you can operate in life, reign in life. The Bible says by wisdom, kings reign. Wisdom will even give you long life. So sometimes when people die young, it's a result of foolishness. I'm quoting the Bible. A crown of glory will put upon your head. Wisdom will cause you to shine in life. Wisdom will cause you to be honorable. It will make your life glorious. Today we want to take an expedition, a never-ending expedition in the road of wisdom. And I put a comment there that I kind of took from the Bible. And there are few that find it. If there's a road to wisdom, how many people, what's the percentage of the church that is on that road? There's a lot of people on the road of spirituality. But the road of wisdom, I don't know, it's quite empty. Today, we're hitting that road in Jesus' name. Ah, let, me, let, me, let me start with this scripture. Proverbs 14 verse 8. I want the message translation of the Bible. Proverbs 14 and verse 8. This is an interactive Bible, so trust me, I really want to hear from you. Some of you have a lot of wisdom, but you're not sure it's wisdom, so you don't talk and you don't use it. If you speak it today, we will endorse it. You'll be bold to step out there and you will make it in big style in Jesus' name. Can we read this together? The wisdom of the wise keeps life on track. Hello. If life is off track, what does that mean? Chaotic. It's like a train that gets off the track. It crashes. And so we find that because we do not operate in this wisdom of God that has been given to us to control 80% of life, a lot of areas of our lives, come on, are not on track. The foolishness of fools lands them where? In the ditch. Listen, if you are off track, you are going to land where? In the ditch. The church needs to believe that Jesus is not just the power of God. He's equally the wisdom of God. I showed you the scripture. It says, by skillful wisdom is a house, a life, a family, and something else built. Skillful wisdom. There's a difference between religious wisdom, the wisdom of the world, and skillful wisdom. May the Lord guide us. On this road to wisdom in Jesus' name. 
You know, I've been talking about wisdom. How many have been listening to me? You know, the, the thing is that when church begins to focus on what God is saying and not what they want God to be saying, we begin to get results. And that's why every day I post something on wisdom, hoping to get your attention, retain your attention. It's the season of wisdom. There's a time and a purpose and a season for everything. May we not miss our season. Through skillful wisdom is a life built. So imagine when you're trying to build it on only spirituality and it's wobbling. Spirituality, sensitivity, sensibility, sensitivity and sensibility is the balance of life. We will make it in Jesus' name. Now wisdom. How many were in church on Sunday? Unusual wisdom? Unusual lifting. How many of us want unusual lifting? Which means you're going to break all the records. It, it, means, it means they say we have never seen anything like this before. They said of Jesus, where did this man get this kind of wisdom? What, how did he do these mighty works? We will shine, we will excel in life. To the glory of God in Jesus' name. Now wisdom cannot and must not remain in the spiritual realm. Because when we speak in church, we kind of leave everything floating in the spiritual realm, just like prayer. We, we pray, 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 but we hear nothing from God. So we have spiritualized everything. So if I'm not careful, this wisdom thing, people are going to get excited. They're going to pray about it. And they're going to lift it up like the serpent of Moses in the wilderness. And it's going to be something we worship. No, no, no. Wisdom cannot and must not remain in the spiritual realm. Or it must not also be in the abstract. If I ask some people, say, what is wisdom? How do we embrace the wisdom of God? How does it translate in our life? They start scratching their head. So we're going to break it down today. So it's not going to remain in the spiritual realm. It's not going to be abstract. It must be sensibly expressed in our lives. Someone say sensibly. In the realm of our five senses. Wisdom comes from God, but it expresses itself and touches all the areas of our lives in all the five senses in what we can see, what we can hear, what we can touch. Hallelujah. You know, a lot of good things you need to touch them. If you don't have a wife, you need to touch your wife. If you, come on now. You don't want to touch some good things. How many want to touch some good things? Your own house, the car of your dream. How many want to carry the baby they've always wanted? Wisdom must produce all those things in the areas of the five senses. Wisdom is so powerful. Bible says it is by this wisdom God founded the earth. Wisdom said I was there when God was creating everything. He didn't do it without me. How come we're trying to do stuff without wisdom? How far can we get? And that lie started from the devil. He made us chase spirituality, but little or no wisdom. As a matter of fact, when I started speaking about wisdom most 20 years ago, people said, I'm not anointed. If I was anointed, I'd be talking about Jim, 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 Jim. I'll leave that till another day. Wisdom cannot remain in the spiritual realm. It must not be only in the abstract. It must be sensibly expressed in our lives. Wisdom must be expressed. And we, the expressions of wisdom or, or how wisdom can be expressed in our lives are in threefold. 
three places. If we drank at the retreat from the fountain of wisdom. How many of you remember that? If we prayed that the wisdom, God, the Lord Jesus must manifest in our lives. Not only as the power of God, but also the wisdom of God. By which we reign in life. We have done that. But it must now be expressed. Church people like stuff. And they don't ask, how does it impinge on my life? How does it play out? The question is never asked. We just, so, hmm, we'll, hallelujah. And there we go. And then we continue acting the same way, having the same life. It ought not to be so. So, it must be expressed in our speech. How we talk, what we say. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue. It must find expression in our actions or our behavior. It must find expression also in our decision making. How many, in how many places? Three places. In our words, in our behavior, in our decision making. Um, today I sent out a text with a prayer. Beyond praying wisely, you need to behave wisely in all your ways. Oh, that's it up on the screen. I sent this out and everybody said, and I said there, if you do this, God will do in your life what he did in the life of um, David. And everybody said, amen, 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 amen. No, beyond praying wisely. Because we can pray foolishly. Paul said, I, when I pray, I fight not as one who shadow boxes. I don't lose any energy or time. I look for where the enemy is when I'm praying and I hit home. So that's praying wisely. But beyond praying wisely, you also need to behave what? Wisely. The Bible talks about David and I'll read what it says. Um, 1 Samuel 18 and verse 14 says, And David behaved wisely in all his ways. Why would the scripture capture this? After he killed Goliath. Why didn't the scripture say that before? Because before he was anointed king. But he wasn't behaving like this. You can be anointed. But your behavior does not match your anointing. Hello. The word and means. Following some experiences. Consequent upon some encounters. And that's what I hope the Bible is going to, uh, the world, the Lord is going to be saying about you that after so long, hear from, from the retreat, you began to behave wisely as well. I don't have time to examine why David started behaving wisely. It means before now, he wasn't quite behaving wisely and certainly not in all his ways. And David behaved wisely in all his ways and the Lord was with him. Which means in consequence God showed up in his life more powerfully than ever. Could there be now a tie between behaving wisely and the manifestation of God in one's life? I'm asking the question. Could there be from this scripture? Okay, you don't want it to be like that. But I'm asking you, is that what is written in the Bible or not? You see, we want to walk foolishly and we want God to be powerful in our lives. God is a wise God. The Bible says he's the all-wise God. God is attracted to wise people. That's right. God calls some people fools. Two opposites. I would not like to be on the wrong side of the foolish. May none of us be found there in Jesus' name.
Now, when Jesus, when David behaved wisely in all the ways, and the Lord was with him. How many of us want the Lord to really be with us? I'm not talking about in confession, manifestly so in every area of your life. God just proves himself to be God. When he started behaving wisely in all his ways, it is one thing to behave wisely in a tiny part of your life. It's another thing to let the wisdom of God now dictate your behavior in every area of life. What is it about us that the wisdom we're talking about, we don't let it find expression in all the areas of our lives. Some people don't behave wisely the way they spend money. Some people don't behave wisely the way they do their work. I can't work with some people because you don't take your work seriously. I take my work very seriously. Your work is an extension of your person. In fact, from your work, I will know who you are. So if you do a shoddy job, you're a shoddy person. A lot of people want to be respected. Your work is shoddy. I cannot respect you because you're doing a shoddy job. You earn respect from your work, the quality of your work. And it has nothing to do with how much they pay you. Whatever your hand find it to do, do it with all your mind. Not as unto men, but as unto God. When God made Adam with all the beautiful garden, he gave him work and he expected him to do it well. You need to behave wisely the way you do your work. Otherwise, God is not going to show powerfully in that kind of work. That's how it works. David behaved wisely. I said to you, for wisdom not to stay in the realm of spirituality where a lot of people live, for wisdom to come down from the realm of the abstract, it must be sensibly expressed in our words, in our behaviors, in our behavior and in our decision making. When David behaved wisely, things changed. The Lord was with him. As a matter of fact, the verse 15 says, Therefore, when Saul saw that he behaved very wisely, he became afraid of him. I tell you something. Even if a child, if for instance you live in a home, you have three kids, and your kids, their cousins came, four of them showed up in your house, they'll have a pajama night, and there's just one fellow there, every time they're making noise, he's quiet. Because you know a wise person because they don't talk too much. And when the little boy speaks, he speaks like an old man. You know, every time the boy walks past you, you kind of like watching him. Because the guy speaks the kind of wisdom that caught your attention. And when you see people speak deep wisdom, they catch your attention. That's what happened to Saul. And Saul realized that wisdom never walks alone. Wisdom walks with power. Jesus is both the wisdom of God and the power of God. It's just like goodness and mercy go together. If you walk in wisdom, power will show up. So when he was afraid of him, he started sensing the power in this man. If you go around the place, people are not a little careful with you. You can't be demonstrating a lot of wisdom. That's where the problem is. He said, when he behaved very wisely, Saul was afraid of him. The king was afraid of him. May we live our lives in a way that people stop pushing us around. I want to hear a better amen to that. 
It's not about how big your house is. Some people just kind of know there's something special about you. I know there's something special about you. Begin to act like that. Glory to God. I, I want to engage you, but let me first run through this one. Behavior. Can we talk about behavior? Just because you have wisdom, does it mean you behave wisely? Is it possible somebody has wisdom but doesn't behave like he has wisdom? What is the disconnect then? Could there be a disconnect? I give you an example. Just because I have an education, does it mean I act like I went to school? If I don't connect with it, it will not affect my behavior. Child of God, you have the person of Jesus. You have a serious measure of the wisdom of God, but you may not be connecting. Let's talk about behavior. What is behavior? It is our actions and our reactions. Since you heard about the wisdom of God, have you audited your actions? Have you watched your reactions to see whether what I am about to do about this situation is dictated by the wisdom of God or is it how I used to behave? I want to thank God for Minister Maria. You gave a testimony on Sunday. You said you met an unexpected situation. And it riled you because it was it was false. It, it was it was falsehood at the worst manifestation from the people you least expected. So the natural thing is for you to get upset. The natural thing is to tell them, show them you're not afraid of anybody. And I know that you're not a pushover. But that day, you said the wisdom of God kicked in. Rather than giving them a piece of your mind, you kept quiet. Bible says even the fool is thought to be wise when he's quiet. And how do you know a fool? From the multiplicity of the words of a fool, you can tell he's a fool. So it was a setup. That's what I wanted to tell you. It was a setup. Listen, they started something, but God never allows the enemy to be able to finish what they started. Only God is called the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega, the author and the finisher. The devil can never be a finisher. So they started this thing. You were supposed to speak foolishly so that it becomes cast in concrete. At that point in time, the spirit, they didn't know that you went to the retreat. They didn't know the kind of prayers. They didn't know you have drunk from the fountain of wisdom. You kept quiet. And you said, God, what do I do? I mean, let me tell you, when you embrace wisdom, one of the things people must say is that you are behaving differently. If you are still behaving the same way, you received it, but you're, at least you are not engaging it. So what did you do? You said, Lord, what do I do? These people are really annoying me. This is such falsehood. I'm so mad at them. I have a right to let them have it. And the Lord says, send a text to your chairman. Who does that? You didn't address the people? You send a text to who wasn't there that may not even know what is going on. You said in 10 minutes. I told you wisdom is not just what promotes you. Wisdom can turn a bad situation around for your glory. So in 10 minutes, everything was dismantled and you're restored in your position. Now you're going to South Africa for the training and you're going like a star. What if she did not behave wisely. 
what was supposed to be a trap will have sprung on you, God forbid. And the end will be that I have another broken Christian in church I have to comfort. I have to start running around. How are they going to pay the bills? How are they going to do this? But it was not. Listen, God so empowered you that when Satan starts something, if you walk in the wisdom of God, turn it around and it will end in glory. Your testimony was God. And I certainly hope some of you heard it. You have exacerbated a lot of things that were small because you did not behave wisely. The Bible said David behaved himself wisely in all his ways. And the Lord was with him. Can you not tell that the Lord showed up for you? Everybody got whipped back into place. Uh-huh. They, they, they had planned a party to announce the new year. And they wanted to send you to the washroom to start washing plates and crockery. Turn the wire all of them. <laughs> but God short-circuited the plan. If there's anyone here that they are taking counsel together against you, God is going to put that enterprise to shame in the name of the Lord Jesus. David behaved himself wisely and the Lord showed up in his life. Let's talk about behavior. What is it that you say you have embraced the wisdom of God and you're still acting true to type? If, for instance, when somebody insults you, you are very, you know, vocal. Your instant thing, you say, who are you talking to? And you give them double for their trouble. If that was you. If you drank from the fountain of wisdom. If you embraced the wisdom of God. And somebody insulted you. The first thing that should happen is that people will notice that you're behaving differently and not true to type. Do you know that if you told the person... Somebody said, you're a monkey and you, you, your, your ears are already hot. And you're thinking, ah, no, 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 no. I have the wisdom of God. And you say, that's not true. I'm made in the image and likeness of God, but God bless you. And you walked away. The person expecting the fight is first stunned. The people around will turn around to the insulting party and say, can you imagine? You are a monkey now. Because look at the reaction you got. Because the Bible says, he that overlooks a transgression is greater than he that taketh a city. You see, there are so many promises and things that are activated when you start walking in wisdom. That's what the Bible meant when it says, and God was with him. It means that all the things God set into place began to take, take place and happen profitably in his life. May that be our own experience too in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who can feel me here this evening? If, if you were not a member of this church and you saw our billboards, the wisdom of God, and somebody has been coming to church, came to retreat and still acting the same way, what are you going to say? Wisdom call. Wisdom me. Can you imagine? He behaved wisely in all his ways. One question is, are you really behaving wisely? Can you really say you're behaving wisely in all your ways? Why is it wisdom is not kicking in by auditing your actions and your reactions? That's your behavior. Wisdom should be expressed in a change of how you 
behave. You know why you change the way you behave? When you embrace the wisdom of God, what happens? Your eyes open. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. You begin to see things clearly. You begin to understand the workings of things. That's wisdom. Wisdom makes you to have understanding. It is called the wisdom and the spirit of wisdom and understanding. And when you have understanding, you are processing things differently. You are analyzing things more sensibly and profitably. So no way, no way, your reaction and your behavior will change. And so, by the time, every time you want to act or react, you are questioning yourself, this action I want to take, this reaction I'm about to jump into, is it fueled or is it coming from the wisdom of God? By the time you do so, what happens is that at that point in time, God will let you know. Because you are pausing to see what wisdom has to say or, or wisdom has to prompt me to do in this situation. You know, generally, we just do what we do. Some people say you don't know how to hear from God. By the time you are thinking, what does wisdom think about this? Wisdom has a chance to speak. You need to pause, baby. You need to pause a little bit in before you act. You need to pause a little bit longer before you react so that wisdom has an opportunity. That's where sensitivity is already active. At the end, there will be sensibility in your handling of the situation. That's a good place to clap. <sighs> Behavior. Let's talk about behavior. What is the behavior pattern of the average Nigerian? In your opinion. Now we will. Let's talk amongst ourselves. Are we known to be of good behavior? Just because you are born again, you suddenly become a very well behaved person. Is that so? No. Okay. Do we need wisdom to recalibrate our behavior or not? If wisdom were to recalibrate the way we behave, would this church not be a better church? So wisdom is here at the altar and we're behaving the same way. If wisdom decides to get up and leave, can we blame wisdom? Wisdom is not supposed to be in the celestial realm. Wisdom is not supposed to be in the spiritual realm. It's not supposed to be an abstract thing you study. It's supposed to regulate how we speak how we behave, and how we take decisions. And if we do that, we begin to profit from wisdom. That's what this discussion is all about. Let me first ask, how many of us will now begin to allow wisdom to calibrate our actions? Our reactions. What would wisdom do? If you pause, I promise you the Holy Spirit will move. Many times when we don't pause, it is arrogance because we think, I got this, Lord. Stay out of it. Hello. Is it possible to say, I got this, Lord. Stay out of it. I know what I'm going to tell this fellow. Why are you laughing? I think some people around there are guilty. I say, Holy Spirit, stay out of this. Let me deal with this person. Praise God. You're not saying much. Why are you all quiet? Am I on your case? Guilty. 
But you want the Lord to be with you. So you need to allow wisdom to engage us in our deliberations. I, I know somebody's breakthrough is so near because it's only wisdom you will operate and ev- the thing will turn right side up in Jesus' mighty name. Wisdom is taking the right actions and having the right reactions. Not how we used to do. You know, I know people that say, that's how I talk. If if people just annoy me, I will just give them the length of my tongue. Have you heard people say that before? It means wisdom cannot come in in that area of your life. Your behavior is cast in steel. If you're bowing your head, then it shows me that you're repentant. They said, no, 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 no. Pastor, stay out of it. Let me give her the length of my tongue. Is your tongue the tongue of a donkey that is very long? Why, why do you want to bring out your tongue? They <laughs> said, no, 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 no. I don't take any nonsense like that. You know, you pre have, have predetermined everything. And so God cannot even help. When you embrace wisdom, you begin to rethink a lot of things. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Does anybody want to say anything about behavior? Before I move to something else. If we have embraced wisdom, some people should be calling me from your neighborhood. Why? Because your behavior has changed. You know, when you're sleeping, they come and touch you. Is it him? You know the way, the way they said about our president? They say it's not him. Oh. They say it's one Shuaibu from Niger or something like that. I say, so they'll be touching you say, ha, is it Pastor Steve? No, he's wearing glasses like Pastor Steve. But we don't think so. Pastor Steve's ear is bigger than this one's ear. When your behavior changes, people will start looking for explanation. They say, no, 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 it cannot be real. Let's wait. Tomorrow, you will, she will return to how she used to behave. May the dog not return to his vomit. And can you, can I tell you something? If your behavior were to change, you'll be surprised how many people will become suddenly attracted to you. You'll be surprised. Some people don't dislike you. It's just the way you behave. We don't take behavior very seriously in church. We don't even talk about it. Behavior is my own call. I will behave the way I like. But when you embrace wisdom, you let wisdom predetermine how you handle situations, how you act, and your reactions. The testimony of our sister is a case in point. She has become the apple of the eye of the board of directors. Just the right behavior. One wrong move. You would have joined. Can you imagine? To be washing plates in the kitchen. At what age? May demotion never be our portion in Jesus name. Bring out that slide again. Beyond praying wisely. You need to behave wisely in all your ways. Uh-huh. That's sensibility. Someone say that's sensibility. Do you know spirituality that does not engage sensibility is not going to work? Madam, if you prayed all you like and you didn't do the right thing, I doubt if you will have this testimony. How many of us 
are thinking of letting wisdom audit our behavior. At home, in the office, with our friends, everywhere we go, may the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Anybody has a question or contribution or a testimony? Pastor K. Um, some few weeks ago when I was traveling, I was in the aircraft about to take off. And there was this man looking at him. knew this was just trouble. I think somebody sat on his seat and he just continued going off. And the air hostess, a lady, you could see how she was walking, she was sweating hard to sort the situation. And the man continued shouting on her, abusing her. And everybody was trying to tell him, you know, take it easy, it's not our fault. He just continued. And I could see tears coming from her eyes. So finally, they gave the man a seat. And later when the woman was walking up and down, I just called her and I said, let me apologize on that man's behavior. That we're not all like that. And I can see her opening her eyes. She dried off her tears. And her countenance just changed and she became happy again. And I just want to tell people that I'm sure she went home happy that day. She could have been somebody's mom, wife, sister, or, you know, and it doesn't matter because she was just working as a hair upstairs and somebody was behaving that way to her. And I felt real good that after everybody in the plane, I could change a countenance, say something good to her, and I know she went home happy that day. Praise the Lord. You know, let's replay the scenario. It could have been you on the plane and you felt, that's their business. I got my seat. In fact, I'm in business class. What's all that noise for? Thank God I don't fly coach anymore. And just read your newspaper, balance your glasses. And in fact, you're trying to catch the attention of the lady. Go get me some orange juice. But the Bible says that we should be the light of the world. We should touch people wherever we go. You may not, you, you, it may not look like you did anything wrong, but you didn't do the right thing. But look at it when you behaved as an extension of God's love to this woman. You're, she's not the only one that was glad. Some people must have seen you. You'll be surprised one day you'll stand in the queue. Somebody said, please come with me, sir. I, I'll have a special seat for you. So, but you don't know me, sir. I was on the plane that day. And you were the only person that did the right thing. And I memorized your face and I said, anytime I have an opportunity, I'm going to be a blessing. That's a good place to clap for Pastor K. Okay, she wants to say something. Someone say behavior. Say behave wisely. That's good. Um, you said that wisdom is... Christ is the wisdom of God, so wisdom is a person. Yes. So if, so in our Christian work, if we walk with wisdom enough, if we really live in Christ, who is the wisdom of God, okay. if we engage, if we walk in Christ enough, and pursue Christ, and live in Christ, and walk with Christ, mm -hmm. there is no way we will not walk in the wisdom of God. But I think most and generally what happens is that we say that we walk in Christ, and we walk with Christ, but we really do not involve him in our daily life. It's we just say it, 
but we don't we, we don't we don't ask him when we want to make those decisions. We just say that we am a Christian, I walk in God. But it's really it's an irony for you to say that the spirit of wisdom that enables you to speak in tongues dwells in you, but you still operate in foolishness. It really doesn't make sense. I think what happens is that we don't, we, we're not sensitive to him, or we're not asking him, or we're not listening to him. Because like he said, he's always talking. He wants to talk to us more than we want to listen to him. So he's always talking. So is that we're not listening to him, or we're not interested, or we don't want to hear, or, we're in, or we, we think we have it all figured out. That's right. Help me appreciate her. You know, it's one thing to have wisdom. It's another thing to walk in wisdom. It's one thing to walk in wisdom and not walk with wisdom. When David behaved wisely in all ways, he was walking with wisdom. And in wisdom. If wisdom were a person and you're walking in wisdom, first of all, you're supposed to be in wisdom. So you should be full of wisdom. And if you're walking with wisdom, it means you go at the pace of wisdom. So when wisdom slows down, you slow down. When wisdom turns away from a fight, you turn away. May we start walking in wisdom and walking with wisdom in Jesus' mighty name. I want to talk about the speech. I said that if we really have the wisdom of God, we, and it's not going to remain in the abstract, it must be expressed in the way we talk, in our, our speech. I'm going to read one scripture. I think you can bring up that slide. Uh, Proverbs 31, um, verse 26 and 29 together. Huh? Listen to us. Say, Wisdom must be expressed by how we speak. Someone say how. Not, not speaking anyhow. <laughs> ah, the Bible says she opens her mouth with wisdom. She opens her mouth with wisdom. Can somebody tell me what is the opposite of opening your mouth with wisdom? Hmm? She opens her mouth with foolishness. Should a Christian open their mouth with foolishness? Anyhow. Just because you can control the muscles of your jaw doesn't mean you must open it anyhow. It's not just a, a physical exercise because out of the mouth proceeds the issues or out of the heart proceeds the issue of about the life and death are in the power of the tongue. Before you talk, do some thinking. Engage wisdom to audit what you're about to say. Who clapped there? God bless you. How many times have we opened our mouth and we regretted opening that mouth? Oh! The tongue is an unruly animal. just runs wild. But this woman shuts her mouth. While she shut her mouth, what? You think she was not doing anything? No, she was engaging in the place of meditation with a person called the wisdom of God. This situation, what should I say? 
So when she finally opens her mouth, some people have spoken 200 words. And the fool is known by the multiplicity of the words. And the wise man is a few words. But every word powerful. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. Because she has edited out the abrasiveness. She has allowed wisdom to delete the ugly words. So it is the processed finished product that comes out. On her law is a law of kindness. What not kindness one of the fruit of the spirit? And the Bible says in verse 29, this is the conclusion, many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Wisdom has to be expressed in what you say and how you say it. It has to be expressed through your behavior and your attitudes. The woman in Proverbs 21 was called a wise woman because she allowed wisdom to control her speech. You know, generally they say that a happy husband is a deaf husband. <laughs> I wonder why they say that. <laughs> Should I go there? <laughs> uh, no, we're not going there. <laughs> and then some sisters have taken that as a license. They say, women say whatever they want to say. It's for you to take it and you how you want to take it. But a soft tongue breaks the bone. A soft tongue is the one that breaks the bone. Many daughters have done well. But because you open your mouth with wisdom and you speak kindness, even when provoked, you have excelled them all. This is the wisdom of God in action. Promotion. God elevated her above every other person. Wisdom promotes. Wisdom gives long life. Wisdom makes you honorable and respected. Wisdom makes your life glorious. Wisdom makes you stand tall before God. Because God is an all-wise God. Bible says a crown of glory she will put on your head. Long life is with me, says wisdom. It is by this kind of wisdom a life, a home, a family is built and it endures. I want to give you an example. There's a man called Saul. I want to put anointing and wisdom side by side. Saul was anointed king. The highest position amongst the people of God. By the choice of God, not because he knew there was going to be a king, not because he applied. Listen, you can get things out of the mercy of God, but if you lack wisdom, you are going to lose it. How can Saul, that couldn't find a donkey, become the king? It wasn't him that had the wisdom to look for Samuel. It was his wise servant. You know what Samuel said? He said, is it not you 
that the heart of Jehovah is upon to make you the king and, and the commander in chief of, 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 of Israel. He says, I don't understand, but it is you. A man that hid when they wanted to do coronation, he lacked confidence. He didn't go and look for wisdom from the servant who gave him wisdom. You see, wherever wisdom is, that's where you should go. When he became king, the same Samuel who anointed him, a nobody, said, go and wait for me. I'll come and perform the sacrifices. He knew the difference between ordinary men, kings, and the priests. He got there. He performed the sacrifice. Wisdom should audit your behavior. Wisdom should audit what you are intending to do. And when the man came, he said, why did you do it? He said, because these people that could not make you king, these people that mean nothing, these people that have no power, they were scattered from me, and you are so intent on impressing the person that could not do anything for you, when the person that God used to do everything for you, you, you didn't care how he felt. God can bless you when you lack wisdom, you are going to lose it. And when he was rebuked, he should have put on ashes and sackcloth. He was trying to explain away his foolishness. There's nothing about foolishness. You repent of foolishness. The king had the anointing to be king, but had no wisdom. And you know, behavior is constant. He did it first time when he was in the battle against the Amalekite. The same summer said, God said, kill the king. Just obey God. It was God that took you. You could not even find donkeys. You're now king. And you won't obey the God who did that for you. You know what he did? He saved the king. He was doing paddy paddy. Someone came and said, isn't the, the animals I'm hearing? He said, I kept it to sacrifice to God. You know, Samuel must have looked at him and said, I don't know why God picked this fool. When you lack wisdom, you're a fool. What he got by the providence of God, God decided all by himself, was snatched away from him and given to the one who behaved himself wisely in all his ways. And so God was with him. For God to be with him, God moved away from somebody. May God not move away from us to go to somebody in the name of the Lord Jesus believe it I am just saying that listen let us walk in the wisdom of God because you can lose what you've got and it won't be God's fault and there's no Satan inside this story at all it's just compound foolishness David got blessed because the king was foolish may my blessing not move to somebody May yours not move to somebody in Jesus' name. We must walk in wisdom. We must walk in wisdom and wisdom. Do you agree with me? I said, do you agree with me? This is the season of wisdom. No matter how much God likes you, if you refuse to walk in wisdom... <laughs> something is going to happen. And you know, if somebody has nothing but embraces wisdom, he will catch the attention of God. 
sooner than later. In your office, they're looking for somebody that has wisdom. Let me tell you the truth. Listen, the secular world, don't, don't mind whatever they say. If you have wisdom to produce results, they have no shame. They will offer you the seat. Because all they're interested in, use your wisdom, make us money, they have no problem. Don't trip. Wisdom works in church and outside of the church. Wisdom produces results at home and on the street. So you better just embrace wisdom. I like anointing. But you better join wisdom to that anointing. I have seen anointed people lose what they've got. I have never seen a wise man abandoned by God. So by wisdom is a house built, a life, a family. And I told you, wisdom is so powerful that even if, you, even if life happens to you, a terrible situation is foisted upon you. It's a matter of reaction. Wisdom is so powerful. Wisdom will tell you what to do in a bad situation that you can turn it around and you just look like God. And people say, how did you get out of that? How did you turn that situation around? I'm speaking to anybody here. Wisdom is so powerful. Wisdom can correct any situation. And wisdom can take you from here and take you to there. Wisdom is a part of God that the church has not discovered. They're not prosecuting. You're talking about only what God can do. When God has designed you to be a wonder. No wonder David said at the end of his life, I have become a wonder to many. From being a shepherd boy with few sheep, the, the celebrated king, the only person after whom Jesus is called is David. He's not called the son of Joseph. Mm -mm. He's called the son of David. The man that walked, behaved wisely in all his ways and God stood by him. Wisdom is not just something we, we come to church. You must pursue wisdom. The Bible says, He that walks with wise men shall be wise, but the companion of fools shall be destroyed. Say, move with fools and see your life fall, all, or fall apart. Wisdom must be embraced. It says, in all you're getting, get wisdom. It says, sell all that you have and buy wisdom. Because wisdom will give you that back and multiply it back to you. Wisdom was the principal thing is the principal thing, will always be the principal thing. Finally, I like the first scripture I read. It said the wisdom of the wise keeps life on track. When you have wisdom, you can balance out your life. It's such a powerful thing. Honestly, the man that operates in the wisdom of God is like a God. But the foolishness of fools land them in the ditch. One of the things I'm very particular about is I want to see the wisdom of God or, 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 or used by people to correct terrible situations. I want to hear the testimonies that God told me as I waited on him. I believe wisdom of God is what I need. And God just, the wisdom just to do something and the whole thing just turns around. Yes. Wisdom has to do with doing 
not just praying. I guess people just want to pray and do nothing. Can I have the microphone, please? Who's in charge of that? Did you hear what I said? I guess people just want to pray and do nothing. Because wisdom requires a doing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think, um, I want to say two things. One of them is, I think that, especially in Africa, we allow culture and prejudice to impede the application of wisdom. So this is how we do it. I have gone to law school. As a lawyer, it must be done this way. So you're not stopping to get inspiration from the Holy Spirit. You're not stopping to do anything mm-hmm. other than just you want the letters of the law. As a person who has an MBA, you must do this. I'll give you an instance. We're sitting somewhere at the Mall of Emirates in Dubai. And a guy whose family has 160 years of business with Max and Spencer in India. They make the singlets and the briefs that... that they sell. So the government has given them a quick notice on the land they have. And they must move out or they pay about, I think, close to about $100 million. And he was trying to raise money, do this or... He was there sitting amongst consultants, talking, and I just kept quiet. I listened and listened. And I said, how many people do you have working there? He said he has about, most of the tailors who work there are women. I said, so how many of them do you have? He said he has about close to 10,000 of them working in the factory. And I said, where do you have land now? And he said, near the port. He has land, double the land where the factory is near the port. But to develop there would take more like almost a very long time. And I said, okay, so what would be the quickest? He said he can get prefab warehouses to just knock there. So I told him, I said, if I were you, this is what I would do. I will get, since microfinancing is very good in India, I will get an Indian microfinance bank to finance these women to buy the machines from me so they can work from home and I just get delivery vans who pick up these singlets from them to the warehouse that is near the port where you ship to England. That was a solution for him. In my foolishness, I would have called him, signed the paper and given him that idea because I saved him a lot of money and I got nothing for it. He thanks me every time he calls me on the phone, my friend, my friend, but... Ah. I'm, I'm, so all I'm, you got is thank you. All I got is thank you. He, and he's been inviting me, come to India, come, come, you know, come. But then, sitting here, I just asked myself, I say, you see? <laughs> he was sitting with guys from McKinsey. He was going to... They had no solution, but big no titles. Solution. They were busy writing big papers, how quick bank they were approaching Dubai that would give him money and all of that. And... There, there it was. And then we need to talk about food. Wait, 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 wait. Did you hear what he said? And me, I was looking for rent. And you're giving free consulting out. Sorry, sir. Wait, do you know what he said? You know, the Bible says, he that is hasty will not be innocent. Part of wisdom is timeliness. 
There's a time to speak and there's a time to be silent. You see, you already have the idea. If you were, if you paused, God will have put it in overdrive for you to say that idea. You are not going to say it like this. You're going to say that if I solve this problem for you, you give me a percentage of what these people will have charged you. And he's going to say, what is the idea? You say, just sign this piece of paper. The microfinance companies too got a lot of business from this. Uh, The the microfinance, right now he tells me the women are producing 50% above their capacity when they were in the, he said because when they have issues with their husbands, their current or they, they put out their anger in, in production. And then he is no longer buying fabrics. The fabric companies supply direct to the women. So all he's doing is he just quality, he sends QC people, quality control people to the women and they check everything, pack it properly. The women are even saving money on transportation to the factory and so back. Every, they are making more money. The only person who didn't make money is... <laughs> clap for him, clap for him, clap for him. The other parts are... Wait, 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 wait. Let's leave this one. You, you see, you see, when you are doing same old, same old, you think... Because God has given you acumen. I know you have acumen. So you use the acumen God gave you without saying, how should I deploy it? If you paused for another 10 seconds, the Lord will have said, he's going to buy it, but make him sign first. You probably wouldn't need to work for the rest of your life. One conversation on the table. Do you know the toiling you could toil till you are 57 like me? making bricks for Pharaoh because you did not pause at one table for a few seconds? You see, the cost of foolishness is so expensive, you shouldn't toy with foolishness. It's brilliance, but ending up in costly foolishness. Now the guy is calling you. How come you don't get sense enough to say, which kind call are you calling this guy? Put some dollars on the table. This guy saved you a lot of money. The guy is not foolish. He knows what he's doing. But you see, all of us are suffering now. Hmm? Give mommy a microphone. Gained. Don't just totally lose hope because you are gaining a lot of knowledge now. There was there was no contract. There's no contract. We're just we're just exchanging ideas. There's no contract. But can I tell you something? Do you know the investment of God in your life? I've known you almost twenty years. From who you were to the fellow who was able to give the most profound consulting uh, uh, resolution of a major conflict and problem, God invested a lot in you. And this guy walked away with the harvest of the investment. So when you look at it as yourself, you don't even know the loss to the kingdom. So with wisdom, 
your behavior is audited by the Spirit of God. Who knows? Maybe they will have planted a factory here and a lot of people will get jobs as well. But we're going to pray, Sha, that mercy will prevail over judgment. Amen. Amen. Maybe that's what mommy is trying to say. Amen. But, but, but can, you, can you get the point now? You can be sharp and not walk in wisdom. Mm, absolutely. This guy must be looking at you and say, this guy should have been my equal by now. But I am just so smart, I didn't sign anything. Mm. Because business is about get what you can get. True. It's not church. Absolutely. It's, it's not church, it's Absolutely. business. Yeah. He wants to tap some more. <laughs> so that kind of friendship, it gets as a B friendship. He's calling you all the time so that you drop another consulting <laughs> benefit for him. Wisdom will prevail this time. Wisdom will prevail. Can you clap for him? Wisdom is already prevailing. This, the second one is about food. Um, I used to, I would drink like four or five bottles of Coca-Cola almost on a daily basis. And it was building up sugar in my system. My family, there's a history of diabetes and all of that. But I just kept going, you know, you just, we, we, we just give into it like, hmm, it's, I, how, it's sweet, how, what? So, I kept on with the habit, and my tummy was growing very big. So one day, I was doing a transatlantic flight from Dubai to Los Angeles, 16 hours, 15 minutes. And I was sitting with a doctor in the Emirates has this uh, A380, the double decker. So we were on the top deck, and there's a bar at the back. So I sat there, the lady would put these small bottles, or a small can of Coke the Emirates has, in just less than one hour that we were there, the lady has put almost eight cans. And the British doctor who was there, he just, he said, he told me, he said, he just made this statement, he said, sugar is the worst metabolic poison that you can put in your body. That, you know, I'm looking at you and all of that. It's so easy for cancer and all those things to rest in your system because of sugar. He just said that like the light of God just shone in. That was December 2015. Till date, I, I don't know what Coca-Cola tastes like. <laughs> Someone said deliverance. <laughs> but when I got to Los Angeles, I did run some tests. I discovered that I was this close to just one day walking and just going. So most of the things that you know like you're saying I'm, I'm, we just ignore some things that's how we do it it's sweet is this these are things that if you don't allow wisdom to work in how you you could die when you're not supposed to and then we blame village people and all of that we blame our village people can we appreciate him please i said wisdom guarantees long life Foolishness, you die before your time. May we embrace wisdom. May the Lord 
help us to pursue wisdom. May we also walk in wisdom and walk with wisdom. I want to close with the decisions we make. How many decisions are you making now? How many of them are dictated by the wisdom of God? You see, a lot of people say, my life is my own. So basically, that's your attitude when you want to take decisions until something goes wrong. Wisdom should audit our decisions. A lot of the things that on our prayer list were caused by foolishness. If our lives are going to turn around, we need to start walking in the wisdom of God. I can see a few people shaking their heads because you know what I'm talking about. Just praying. We must allow wisdom to be expressed through the words we speak. We should open our mouth with wisdom. We should speak in season and not out of season. We should also recalibrate our behavior. Let, let wisdom be seen in the way we behave ourselves. And let wisdom guide our decisions. We have made, how many of us agree that we've made enough poor decisions in the past? We need to start making good decisions now. And you know, because your life is not your own, do you know that a lot of people will suffer if you don't do well in life? Because God attaches people to you. And if you screw up your life, you literally screw up their lives. No man lives unto himself. No man dies unto himself. We are all connected. Hallelujah. Does anyone have a contribution or a question? Yes, ma'am. Wisdom means speak up now. Otherwise, you can fumble. Okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, so today I had a very, I won't say terrible day at work. And I practically screamed throughout the whole day. And there was one of our partners that called. And they had heaped so much on me that I blew up. Oh. So the lady was telling me, Fola, I'm putting you on speaker. But I didn't hear. So I kept saying, I don't care. Put me on speaker. Blah, 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 blah. I was shouting. And so when the Indian guy picked the phone, he said, Fola. I said, that's final. That's what I have to say. I don't want to talk to anybody. So as I came in and you were talking, Pastor, I was very uneasy. I was so uneasy that I had to get up. So I went in and I tried to call the guy and he was ending the call. So I started typing a WhatsApp message to him. And I think he was looking at the WhatsApp message and he was like, yeah, what's she typing that is so long? So he called me and he said, he was very cold, said, Fola, what is it? I said, hi, how are you? I'm just calling to apologize. My outburst was uncalled for. Even though X and X had happened, I expected more support from you guys, but you weren't giving it. But I'm really sorry. This shouldn't have happened. You are my partner. I should give you more respect. I shouldn't, you know, I talked to him. And he kept quiet for like a few minutes. And then he said, Fola, I'm sorry too. You know, he started apologizing. We should have done this. We should have done that. Okay, so by next week, I'm going to come with 
and he was calling all the names of the top top people and he said we'll go with you we'll sort it out we'll end all of this and before he dropped he said one thing he said Fola I have a different perception about you thank you for the call so I just felt I just had to share this you see how accurate the word of God is? Wisdom must have told you don't postpone that call. Go and make that call now. Just like wisdom was trying to say, hold on. Let the guy build up some more pressure where he's ready to sign anything. And then make him sign. That's part of business strategy. You make your move at the right time. That's how he got to where he is. I thank God for your testimony. Father, we give you praise for this testimony. You're not just a God of wisdom. You're a God of mercy. Thank you because your mercy prevailed. Thank you for giving your daughter a second chance. Lord, I use that as a point of contact. If anybody be in trouble over a behavior that they should not have engaged in. If anybody be in trouble over an utterance they have made, over an act of or indiscretion, some Lord, I pray that the mercy of God will give the person a second chance in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that the spirit of wisdom will dictate what we do when we do it and how we do it. That the glory of God may shine forth in our lives and situations are turned around to the glory of your name. Father, the lesson is learned. From today, we will not do it the way we like. We will not say the way we feel. We will go by the prompting of the spirit of wisdom. And Father, we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. The wise ones will celebrate the God who gives wisdom. We want to thank you, Lord. What a wonderful, wonderful God you are. God is going to turn situations around. Particularly when the lesson is learned. Um, Ophem, I'm praying that you will get a second chance. What you did, you did out of a good heart. God will take that part and launch you forward. It may be that this man will feel bad because he knows he should have paid and he will now introduce you to someone giving the testimony of how you saved their business and that person will pay you three times what they could have paid you father let it come to pass in the name of the lord jesus christ have you been blessed this evening come on put your hands together help us celebrate the lord what a good good god that we serve